This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. Have you ever wondered what the Bible means when it tells us to be transformed by the renewing of your mind? In today's program, Pastor Lee Lavig will help us understand what it means to have the mind of Christ. Please stay with us. Has anyone ever told you that you are brilliant, that you have a great mind, or do you find yourself wishing that you had the mind of a genius? In our dialogue today, the scripture talks about our minds being renewed to be like the mind of Christ. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, thank you for the gift of our intellect and our minds but work within us that we would have the mind of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, so that we might carry out your will and your purpose in the world day to day. In Jesus' name, amen. Our scripture today is recorded in Romans chapter 12. Therefore I urge you, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Have you ever wished to have the mind of a genius? Someone like Albert Einstein or Mozart, Leonardo da Vinci, At Christmas, I was given a book of wisdom from sports coach John Wooden. Maybe it's a politician like Abe Lincoln or Winston Churchill. Maybe it's Galileo or Plato, Socrates. Great minds. Geniuses. But I really would like to have the mind of Jesus Christ. The mind is a physical organ, the brain, which directs all bodily functions and movements, also our speech. It's the seat of our intelligence, reason, and logic, our cognitive understanding, our ability to recognize, make judgments. It's the source of our creativity. The mind sets goals for the human will. It's not only our consciousness, but also our subconscious. It's where dreams float and memory is stored. It's the resolve of new commitments. It's our self-awareness and self-definition. In the application of our minds, we solve problems, gain knowledge, process life experiences, pursue our curiosities, and form our personal character. The Bible says, as a man thinks, so is he. Aristotle said, The energy of the mind is the essence of life. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, Nothing is at last sacred except the integrity of the mind. That's maybe why Mahatma Gandhi said, I will not let anyone walk through my mind with dirty feet. 
American author Mark Twain, with tongue-in-cheek, said, Of all the things I've lost, I miss my mind the most. Have you lost your mind? As a man thinks, so is he. The Bible speaks about spiritual rebellion as losing our mind or losing our senses. In spiritual rebellion, we live as if there is no God. It's a mindset that not only is one of defiance, but journeys away from God as the source of life and our Heavenly Father. Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden saw that the tree of knowledge of good and evil was a delight to eyes and desired to make one wise. And they were seduced into thinking that they knew better than God what was best for them. That's the root of spiritual rebellion, when we think we know better than God. Then we begin to believe the lies of the enemy, which further confuses our minds. In Second Corinthians chapter 4, we read, The God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving, so they do not see the light of the gospel in the glory of Jesus Christ. We then forget our identity. We develop spiritual amnesia and begin to live like orphans. We forget that we are the children of God, the children of our Heavenly Father. And like the prodigal in Jesus' story in Luke 15, we begin to live as if we have no father. Have you lost your mind? I like Jesus' story in Mark chapter 5, when he encounters the Gerasene demoniac among the tombs. This man is now possessed and controlled by evil spirits, and Jesus sets him free. And it says that after Jesus set him free, he's clothed and has been restored to his right mind. That's why you go from spiritual rebellion to repentance. The word literally means a change of mind. To repent means that my mind is now reoriented to accept the way God thinks about life. When the prodigal, on his journey of brokenness, realized he had a heavenly father, it says he came to his senses he not only remembered he had a father, he remembered that the heart of his father was good and his heart was full of love and he decided to go home to his father. That's repentance. We change our mind and we begin to think like God thinks. So in Romans chapter 12, Paul writes, by the mercies of God, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. And don't be conformed to this world, to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The Greek word is metamorphosis. It's a process of transformation as our minds are renewed. And when our minds are renewed, it'll guide our body to offer ourselves continually as a sacrifice to serve the purposes of God. I say it often, any dead fish can float downstream. Have you ever known people who believe the gospel, 
who know their Bibles, who come to church and worship regularly, but they experience no transformation in their life, in their ethic, in their pattern of how they live. We long for transformation. And according to this passage in Romans 12, the whole of transformation starts with our mind. The appeal is based on all of God's mercies, God's eternal love shown to unworthy sinners like me, the grace of Jesus that saves me with a way I could never earn, the presence of the Holy Spirit living within me to comfort and counsel my mind and empower that new life, peace with God, hope, freedom, eternal life, all these mercies of God free me up to offer myself in response to God in a sacrifice. But it begins with the renewing of my mind. My mind can be like a computer dealing with the program and the data that I put into it. It could be thought of almost like a human technique, but it's more than that. Because my mind is warped. I live with what Luther calls the bondage of my will. So what you and I need to have our minds changed is a spiritual regeneration. We need to ask the Spirit of Jesus to come in. We need to surrender to Jesus' presence and ask him to recreate a right mind within us. We need to name the infection of our flawed thinking and wrong priorities, our dirty thinking, our corrupted perceptions. We need Jesus as the great physician to cut those thoughts out, to do a cathartic purge of all the garbage in our minds. In AA circles, they call it stinking thinking, where my attitudes are so self-oriented and victim mindset that I can't think straight. We need to ask Jesus to purge and clean and recreate our minds. We need to ask Jesus to heal our minds with his forgiving grace. We also need to ask Jesus to heal our memories. Many of us have had formative experiences that have left our inner psyche wounded affecting even to our present moment how we think. Jesus, who is the Eternal One, can enter into our memories and heal us to think correctly. The renewing of our mind is very powerfully changed by the Word of God. The Word of God exposes my foolishness and the shallowness of the world's priority. And in the same way that light dispels darkness, the Word of God can dispel my ignorance. The Word of God also creates and deepens faith within me to trust all of God's promises. The Word of God renews my mind by revealing to me again and again God's will for my life. God's wisdom for life and the principles of life which bring blessing. 
The word of God renews my mind by saturating my consciousness with the love of God that creates a fountain of joy in my inner spirit. When I was 18 years old, I had a spiritually renewing experience in my faith, and it renewed my commitment to Jesus Christ, not only as my Savior, but as my Lord. And in the aftermath of that renewed commitment of faith, I developed an insatiable appetite for the Word of God. I loved the Word. I loved reading the stories of the Old and New Testaments. I loved becoming reacquainted with the characters of the Bible and how they walked with God and how God used their life to do powerful and significant things in the course of their journey. I love reading the promises of God's Word. I love the Word. And when I immerse myself into the Word of God, my mind is renewed to right thinking. In both 1 Corinthians 2 and Philippians 2, the Scriptures promise us that we now have the mind of Christ. According to Philippians 2, Jesus, because of his mindset, emptied himself out. He did not hold on to privilege or power, but he completely surrendered to his Father's will and his Father's mission. He surrendered himself to being not only a man, but a slave. The word in Greek is doulos. Though there's 1,100 references in the Old Testament to the word slave, and 150 in the Greek New Testament. Rarely in the English Bible do we use the word slave. Instead, in the English, it's usually translated servant or bondservant. Somehow, the translators have thought that it was too strongly negative or belittling to use the word slave because slave implies that we belong to someone else. But the corollary of the word slave in the New Testament is kurios, which is Lord. And you and I develop a mindset that we are the slaves of the kurios, Jesus Christ. I am a slave of the Lord Jesus. I belong to him. He has paid for my life. He has bought me with the blood he shed on the cross of Calvary. I gladly say, I am the slave of Jesus. I belong to him. Therefore, I want to give myself away like Jesus did to forgive and love all people, no matter what it costs me. That's the mind of Jesus Christ. So the scripture encourages us to focus our minds on the things above, to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. It says in Philippians, whatever's good and lovely and excellent and beautiful and of good report, focus your mind on these things and the God of peace shall be with you. But that new mind that Christ gives us is also committed in a resolve that's ready for action to serve God every day. And lastly, the new mind that Jesus Christ gives to us lives resonating in harmony with the will of God for us. 
we are of a mindset to live in total obedience to God. A number of years ago, I heard the Reverend Susan Briel, the director of Holden Village in the Pacific Northwest, tell a story of a woman from Seattle. As a beautiful young teenage girl, she found that her beauty was a curse. Her home was cold and harsh. There was no love. She was abused and used. There was no encouragement. Unfortunately, then, she learned to use her looks like a weapon. Her smile could open doors at a young age, and eventually she became addicted to alcohol and drugs. She left home and never finished school. She survived on the streets in the way that you would think. She was in and out of jail and treatment facilities and lived in places not fit for anyone. Her life became reduced to a rhythm of addiction and exploitation. One Sunday morning, about 6 a.m., the police received a report of a young woman sitting in the middle of a six-lane freeway without a stitch of clothing. And when the police arrived, the woman was staring off into space. They immediately covered her with a blanket, but she kept repeating the phrase, Never forget, never forget, never forget. The policeman asked her, What shouldn't we forget? But she just kept repeating those words. When the ambulance arrived, the medical people listened to that same mantra, Never forget, never forget, never forget. When the Ambulance arrived at the hospital ER room. The medical staff began to examine her and see that she was all right. And she continued to say, never forget, never forget, never forget. And then finally, locking eyes with a medical staff person, almost as if she finally saw someone for the first time, she said, never forget, never forget, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. And in that phrase is the key to a mind of Christ. That I know and believe that I am the forgiven child of God and that Jesus Christ has made me his own and that my whole purpose of living is to be the follower of Christ and offer my life to love others and forgive them in Jesus' name. So in Christ, we have a new mind. In Christ, we move from rebellion to repentance. And Jesus renews us in the power of his spirit. And our minds resonate with the will of God to forgive and love in Jesus' name. May you have the mind of Jesus Christ. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, each day, Come to call us again to repentance, to a changed mind and heart, that we might live in harmony with your will, and that our whole understanding of our purpose in life is to walk by faith with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hear the blessing of God. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been worshiping with the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. 
We pray today's message has encouraged you to know and believe that you are a forgiven child of God and live your life as a follower of Christ, loving and forgiving others in Jesus' name. Christian Crusaders is a nonprofit ministry devoted to guiding the lives of our listening audience to a closer walk with Jesus Christ through God's Holy Word. We appreciate your prayers for this ministry. If you care to also contribute financially to continue making the broadcast possible, please send your gifts to Christian Crusaders, Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. All contributions are tax-deductible. If you enjoyed Pastor Lavig's message and would like to hear it again, we encourage you to check out our website, christiancrusaders.org where you can find both an audio and printed copy of today's message. We also offer copies of many other past programs. Check us out today at christiancrusaders.org. CDs and printed copies of today's message are also available by writing us at Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. Or you can call our office at 1-888-693-2484. In the Waterloo, Cedar Falls, Iowa area, dial 277-0924. We are pleased you chose to join us for worship today and pray you will be with us again next Sunday on this station. Today's service was conducted by the Reverend Lee Lavig, pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Spencer, Iowa, and associate speaker on Christian Crusaders. Now in its 81st year of broadcasting biblical truth, 